Welcome to the Rich Feet Podcast with Dr. Tanisha Richmond. This podcast is sponsored by the Richmond Foot and Ankle Clinic, where they specialize in happy feet. Each episode highlights the best of Dr. Richmond's radio show, providing bite-sized clips of advice. Let's jump right into the show. We're having great talk shows today. It's the day of talk shows, and of course, we are here with Dr. Tanisha Richmond. She is our local podiatrist and foot specialist. Typically, she would normally be with us next uh, Saturday, but because of the holidays, she's here with us today. We'll say good afternoon to you. How are you? Oh, I am blessed and highly favored. That is awesome. (laughs) That is awesome. Good to see you. and of course, we were making sure all of our levels were where they needed to be and make some adjustments here. Yeah. And we're glad you are with us. So um, we are uh, talking today, Footsteps for Life. I know there's so many uh, things relative to Footsteps for Life that we can interact and talk about, especially with Thanksgiving coming up Thursday. <laughs> um, yeah. And this, what better time than to have some Footsteps for Life then on Thursday to uh, make sure that we're getting in the exercise, the moving that we need to have for our bodies with all of the food that we may intake that we typically would not eat during this time of, of year mm. or uh, that, or just period. So we know that a lot of people will be partaking in foods that normally they don't because yes. of the celebration and the fellowship and family and friends that are going to be connecting. So what's your suggestion for... Footsteps for life for Thanksgiving Day. Well, if you're a diabetic, really just try to load up more on protein, vegetables. I am diabetic as well, so you can cook with Splenda. I make like my sweet potato pone with Splenda. I bake a lot of different now, things I with Splenda. Pone. No, well, it's, it's no pie. It's sweet potato. So it's basically like a sweet potato souffle. But we're from the south, so we call it pone. <laughs> yeah, is that P-O-N-E? P-O-N-E, I guess. Pone. Okay. Pone. So it's basically like the souffle, just like if you were making a sweet potato pie, but you just put it in a pan and your sugar would be, we re- I replace it with Splenda. Mm-hmm. So you buy the big black bags. You even have, a, what's the other Splenda? Brown sugar. They have brown sugar Splenda as well. Mm-hmm. And then season it the same. I do use my marshmallows and I like pecans. I haven't found any sugar-free marshmallows but just to cut back on your sugar intake, you can bake with Splenda. And it tastes the exact same way. No one knows the difference. But then, of course, I mean, you we have to be realistic. It is a very excessive holiday. But my thing is what I try to do at the holidays is eat more of the vegetables, eat the meats. I mean, you're loading up on your protein and your vegetables. You still get your little treats here and there, but you instead of having a whole pecan pie, have a sliver or work on your pie. <laughs> Don't eat it in one sitting. Like, work on it during the week. Just take a couple forkfuls a day. Because, like, with diabetics, we're like addicts. We just want sugar. And then we want it even more because people are like, you know you can't have it. Mm-hmm. So, so long as we get a hit. We're okay, but it's just you—you you just can't sit there and eat a pecan pie and then probably eat some mashed potatoes, <laughs> dressing. So you—you you know, if you want that carb, eat your protein, eat your vegetables, and then maybe have your pie or a sliver of the pie, but don't eat all the other carbs with it because your sugars are going to be running through the roof, and you know, 
unless you're on some of these newer devices where you can check your sugar and see where you're at. Or if, like, a lot of my diabetics who don't care, then you end up in the hospital because your sugar to hit a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> You've been eating it, eating and drinking everything. But you, but that's what I always tell my diabetics. You know, try to load up on your vegetables, get your greens, you know, get your meat, your turkey, you know, all your meats, because that's going to slow, slow the absorption of the sugar. But then if you have to have that piece of pie, just don't eat a whole piece. Eat a sliver. And like I said, work on it throughout the day. We can eat things. We just can't eat it like a non-diabetic can. Right. You know, it's interesting, Dr. Richmond, you were actually here in the building when we had Dr. Sedan and Susan on with Cobra Family Health and Wellness Center. And I'm sure everything that they were saying, you were kind of... You know, not, yes, I could see you doing that <laughs> just because you are well informed because you do suffer from diabetes and you are dealing with that and that is something you're coping with and been able to help so many others because you handle it well. And within the Thanksgiving season, when people talk about what to eat and how to eat and how to even handle the holiday, it could be a stressful, stressful time for that. Yeah, or for it's, it is because people, they kind of pick on you. Well, they do pick on you, but I've been diabetic so long, you know. How, they, how do you enter the Thanksgiving day? You're going even down south. <laughs> You're going to the home of the soul creation of greens and green beans and dressing. So when you enter that room, what do you say to yourself? And what well, our our Thanksgiving ain't like TV. Our Thanksgiving is a smorgasbord of food. And we don't, we kind of just, we start eating about 12 o'clock in the and South. It's an all day thing. It's an all day thing. So you just graze. And like lots of times I'll cook different things that I may want. Like one year I made this eggplant casserole. It was eggplant, crab, and shrimp casserole. Oh Lord, that was good. <laughs> but I mean, it wasn't really that high in sugar because it was just eggplant. Uh, I think it was like cream of mushroom or fettuccine. And then we added crab meat and shrimp and sauteed it. And well, we did fry the eggplant, but still it wasn't a whole lot of carbs. So like, so I kind of try to gear towards things that won't run up my sugar. Like when I go home, I'm going for the vegetables. I'm going for the meats. And then I'll have my dessert. So you enter the room knowing already what you're going to eat instead of looking at the table and going, oh my, oh my, oh my. Yeah, well, yeah, because I know. I mean, I don't want to, I mean, when you're a diabetic, usually if our sugar spikes, well, usually about an hour, two hours later, you'll get a massive headache and you'll know, oh boy, like, you know. Nah, yeah, and then like, I'm on insulin. So I already know, okay, let me get myself a bolus. Let me be realistic here. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sliding scale. So I know, okay, let me give myself extra 10, 15 units of insulin. Maybe even, you know, increase my long-acting insulin. Because this is going to be going on for a while. So, but you have to be realistic with yourself and not in denial with what you're going to do. And then also, I don't drink sugar. I mean, I may, I may drink wine or alcohol, but I don't drink juice. I don't drink pop. So when I go home, most of the time I have to buy my own stuff. I'll actually, they'll take me to the store and I'll buy all my diet drinks. So I have them around. I even convert like my mom's cream to sugar free. I'm like, where's the Splenda for my coffee? You know, but I mean, I know what I have to do so I can have an enjoyable weekend. So I'm not running around with a high blood sugar headache and feeling bad. I have to... You have to control your environment. 
ultimately. Interesting. But yeah, back to what we were talking about as far as the diabetes and diet. The biggest thing is just moderation and just being aware of what you're doing. You know, you can't have mindless eating being diabetic. You have to really pay attention to what you eat, what you're drinking and things like that. And then, of course, if you're in an area where you can go for a walk after you eat, that would be helpful as well to burn off some of those calories. Because when you do walk, the muscles actually take in more sugar to actually run. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're in a climate or if you're around here and you want to bundle up and go for a walk or take your dog for a walk, that would help your blood sugars after you eat all that food, not just going to take a nap. <laughs> Work it out. Yeah, work it off a little. Work it off. So your plans are to enjoy the festivities in a warmer climate for Thanksgiving. What are your plans other than the food and, and fellowship with friends? Are you planning to do other things? Oh, I'm going family? to the Saints game. Nice. And this, <laughs> what day is that? And who does the Saints play? I think the Bills. Okay. Buffalo Bills, Got I think. It doesn't nice. matter. You just want to make sure you're in the house. Right? <laughs> I just want to be in the dome, be mm -hmm. safe, and be around my people. <laughs> yes, nice. That should be a nice game. Yeah, I was going to try and go to the Bayou Classic, but unfortunately I'm flying back on Saturday. But we may go to the Bayou Classic Battle of the Bands. I'm not sure. And that's where Southern and Grambling battle each other. The bands battle each other in a competition in the dome. The night before the Bayou Classic. Nice, nice. That is so nice. We are accepting new patients. We are accepting walk-ins now, mostly in the, mostly just afternoons if you call. We should be able to get you in between one and four. And you can we do have a new add-on to our voicemails now, Clara. So if it rolls over to Clara, which is it's an actual software that integrates into my EMR. It will send us a message and then we can text back and forth, especially if you want to get in to get scheduled or anything. Please leave a message on there so we can get back in touch with you as soon as possible. But yeah, so I've just hired a new physician. So we're able now, like I said, we're accepting new patients, walk in, sometimes same day appointments. The earlier, the better to call in to get scheduled. The earlier the better. And what are your hours? Next week. Gotcha. Okay, so you're back up on Friday, uh, Monday. Monday morning, bright and early. Bright and early Monday morning. <laughs> but it's supposed to snow, so we'll see. For patients coming into your office. A lot of ankle sprains, a lot of falls. Well, as our temperatures drop, we're getting a lot of injuries on ice, uh, a lot of dry skin, just a lot of... And then also with the factory workers, the fact that we're in such a high factory area, we're getting a lot of people coming in with heel pain, arch pain, foot pain, ankle pain, swelling, um, things from just standing so much and things like that. So generally, most the mainstay of most problems is they just need something supportive in their shoes. Orthotics, which support the arch, supports the soft tissue because they're just standing all the time. And I always explain to my patients, especially some of them that work in the factories that work seven days straight. Um, in the beginning, you were not designed to work seven days straight. <laughs> That's why we have Sunday, which is supposed to be a day of rest because your bodies physically cannot maintain that. 
because you have to rest. Your tissue needs to rest to rejuvenate, to heal itself. And that's why you're having so many chronic problems. And a lot of my patients with heal pain, if they work in a factory setting, I try to take them off work for like a week just so they can rest and rest that tissue because it just won't calm down until they're off their feet. Gotcha. And when you say rest your feet, should we do more foot soaks or should we just recline our feet? Just rest. I mean, you could do the foot soaks, you could do the massaging, but it's just, it's just that tissue, the band of tissue, the, your plantar fascia, which runs across the bottom of your foot, is only about half an inch thick. It supports all your body weight. And it pulls on that bone, the heel bone. That's why people always have the heel pain. And that tissue will stay inflamed unless you do things like get orthotics, get a steroid injection. We can strap your foot, tape your foot. We have the ARP neurotherapy if it's covered by your insurance, which is another modality for tendonitis and inflammation. So there's steroids, there's things like that. But if that tissue is never allowed to rest, it just, it's like a revolving door of pain. And it's almost like re-injuring it all over again. Well, so it, it never, it never it heals. heals. It never heals. Mm-hmm. And I have to explain that to the patient. I'm like, you, your body physically just needs to rest. You just need to be off work and sit down <laughs> and do nothing and stay off your foot and rest. Because, I mean, in the factory setting, you're standing 12-hour shifts. I mean, they're standing, walking around, they're on hard concrete. Lots of times they're in steel toe boots. So, you know, they're not getting any rest to their tissues, to the tissues that support all your body weight in their feet. So they, you know, they have a lot of chronic issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they also have a lot of venous issues, too. And that's where the... Now, ver- what are venous issues? That's, so when you see people who... Well, you may not see them as much now, but in the summer months, if you see people, that they have the really big legs and you'll see their legs are turning colors as they go down to the ankle. Like they're turning, if they're uh, Caucasian, they may be pink, but then around their ankles, they're brown or red. African-Americans, brown then black around the ankles. They may be swollen. You may see a lot of varicose veins. That's venous insufficiency. So those people are very likely to get venous stasis ulcers, which is the ulcers on the inside of your ankle, which are very hard to cure and treat. But the mainstay of treatment for those people is to wear compression stockings because the compression stocking supports the veins so they don't work as hard and get overworked. And I have a lot of, haven't had as many, but I've had a lot over the years who've come in from factories with venous stasis ulcers. Just from standing. And with those working in factories and standing, or just any particular job when they're standing, the majority of the time, you highly suggest to wear the compression socks. Well, first be seen by us to see why you're swelling, making sure it's not a vascular issue, because vascular is different. That's arterial. That's your, the arteries not working right, which would take the blood up to the heart. I mean, bring take so veins take blood up, arteries bring it down to the feet. So you want to make sure you're first examined. We do a test, something called an ABI, which is an ankle brachial index, where we check your blood flow to see what's going on. And then we'll get you to a specialist that can treat either system. 
But you first need to know why you're swelling. Because it could be something else. Because it could be you're going into heart failure, kidney failure, liver failure. Or your blood pressures are too high. Or some medication is making you swell. So we got to figure out what's causing it. Just don't run out and buy compression socks. Because you could be cutting off your blood flow if you have a vascular issue. Caller is, I, I guess, I, I'm preoccupied and really can't call in right now. But the question is, relative to a person's nails or feet that may have like little thin black lines or dark lines in them, streaks of dark lines, what is that from and what causes that? And is there a way to get rid of it? Not really. It's... But the, from what she's describing, I could say it could be what's called a melanichia, which is strips of pigment that grows from your skin into your toenails. And it generally only happens in African-Americans and dark-skinned people because I have a couple on my toenails. The biggest thing you worry about with a melanichia is if that pigment is leaking like into your skin like ink because that could be a sign of melanoma. There's not really anything to make that go away because that is your pigment. Now, like if on the nail, you actually see the little blocks. Yeah, you see, I, and it's a linear, straight streak of yeah. color. Yeah, That's a melanichia, most likely. The only thing we worry about as podiatrists is if it's a melanoma, which is a form of skin cancer. How do they just surface like that? Or just it's just, it just, just from being black, <laughs> dark skin. I mean, it's just... It's just part of our pigment growing into our toenails. Like some black people have dark toenails and we'll take a culture and they don't grow anything up. And it, the, even the lab may say it's just pigment mm -hmm. and they actually test for a pigment and they'll just say it's normal pigment. And it's just from being dark skin. The nails are picking up the pigment from your skin is growing into the toenail. But if it's fungus, most of the time it's not defined. Mm -hmm. It's like a straight line. Usually fungus is all over the place. It's, it's multiple colors. It's, it's not perfect, a perfect streak. Mm -hmm. It's all over the place. So, gotcha. But that's why we do biopsies in the office where we'll take a clipping of the nail, send it to the lab, and then they'll tell us, okay, it's, it's melanin, it's not cancerous, or it's melanin, it is cancerous. They need a biopsy. So the melanichia, what you referred to, is not anything for them to worry about. It just don't look pretty. Well, I would say to come in and get a biopsy of the nail mm -hmm. to make sure it's non-cancerous. It's not very common, but and melanoma is one of the most dangerous cancers and most hardest to prevent or cure because it's, it is skin and our entire body is covered with skin. So if it's something, especially if it's changing and changing fast, you want to worry about it. So I say like it's changing color, size, shape, especially if you see any bleeding or anything like that, any pain, you should come in, let us do a biopsy of the nail, send a piece of the nail off or the entire nail to a lab and let them see exactly what's going on under a microscope. Gotcha. And someone also wanted to know if you have like a numbness and what's being described as a big toe, I guess, like numbness, like, like not on the toe, but below, not on the nail, but below the nail. Is that a sprain or is it arthritis or? I would need more history. <laughs> I guess they want you to diagnose them right now, Doctor. Well, because numbness, I mean, is a vague 
for us is vague. So we would have to know, are you diabetic? Do you have back problems? Because generally numbness is caused, number one, by diabetes. That's the number one reason people have numbness, tingling, burning in their feet. And usually number two is some kind of back injury, a bulging disc, a compressed disc. Usually, because I see people every day, they're like, oh, Dr. Richmond, my right big toe is only numb. I said, what's wrong with your back? Oh, I was in a car wreck a couple years ago. I said, do you have a bulging disc? I've never had my back x-rayed. So the next step is for me to get you to a back specialist to work up your back. Because you could have a compressed nerve. For that, something that specific is usually some kind of nerve compression. Because all the nerves, our spine is like a breaker box. So the, 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 the nerves right above our butt, they branch off to our feet. So if those nerves are compressed, irritated, you'll feel it in your feet. And and it depends on which nerve is compressed. That's why it's so specific. They can say it's one toe. Now, the other reasons, it can be alcohol abuse. It can be a thyroid issue. HIV causes neuropathy. Some other medications cause neuropathy. But usually it's number one and number two. Diabetes are back. And usually I just start listing things. You're like, oh, yeah, I do drink a lot. <laughs> I said, but, so, it's, but if it's a back and what they say I've never hurt my back before I don't think um, well you still could have them worked up and see if that's the reason because they may not know or they may have done something recently they may have lifted something or strained especially people in home health lifting on patients mm-hmm. things like that because I have a bulging disc in my back I have one, one foot goes numb so I do Pilates and I do chiropractor from my back and it keeps the pain away I've been doing that like six years because my friend is a neurologist. She's African-American. She told me, you cannot have injections. You can't have surgery. You're too young. So once you hit a certain age, then you can start doing different things. But I'm content with my Pilates because it's not invasive. And then my chiropractor is not invasive. I just go twice a week, you know, twice a week and right. I'm pain free. And you can tell the difference. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. During COVID, when we were shut down... And I didn't have Pilates for a couple of weeks. I was stiff. I felt like an old little old lady. <laughs> and when I went back, or at least we started doing it virtually, and then we went back in person, you know, I felt better. I wasn't having the pain and all the numbness that I used to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about you as a doctor for the holidays. Can you stop being a doctor when you're home, or do you have no. to? No. Can you tell my shoe off? Uh, cousin, my right toe seems to be bothering me. And no. I knew you were coming to town. Well, actually, I may have to look at mine. My uncle just got, he only has one leg. And I think I heard he just got four more toes cut off of his other leg. So I'll probably be swinging through and looking at him and fussing. I'm kind of upset that he didn't have a podiatrist down there, but he's pretty non-compliant anyway. So I'm not surprise he's very non-compliant a patient so you expect that to come with with it that you just can't set your hat aside as Dr. No. Richmond and just be especially not a podiatrist no mm-hmm. no <laughs> as soon as they find out what I do that, what, what what is this <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let me show you this. <laughs> yes, and then I always they be trying to I, actually the same uncle trying to get scripts and stuff. I'm like, first of all, you're not my patient. Second of all, you're out of state. I can't touch you anyway, and I'm not. You know, well, you no, 
Mm-mm. Call your doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not licensed at all in Louisiana. I'm just coming through. I can look. I can't touch you. So, yeah, there's, there's never a free time. But mentally, I don't. I watch people walk all the time. I'm trying to figure out, especially like at the mall and things. I try to figure out what's wrong with them by the way they walk. <laughs> so it's just a podiatry thing. So you can pretty much tell the way a person walks if they wobble or you know, or it's their back or it's their, their, their knee or hip or legs longer than the other. I mean, I would have to give more history, but I can give a pretty good guess. By the way they walk. Because mm-hmm. we were trained on gait analysis, which is where we watch people walk. We watch your hips. We watch your arm swing. We watch your legs. Because usually when I have a person walk for me, I had a lady, she was actually Muslim, and she didn't want to uncover. And I was like, I have to see your hips because I want to see if they're tilting right or if one's tilting more than the left. You know, I'm watching everything to see if what's off balance when you walk. So, yeah, we just, we do that for fun sometimes. Some of me and my podiatry friends. <laughs> just to kind of revert back to the school days. Yeah, but it's, 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 it's always there. I mean, it's, it's something that's innate in us now since that's the way we, we think, mm-hmm. you know. That's our training, so that's just how we are. <laughs> what are some other footsteps for life, things that you can share with the listening audience as we enter into this holiday season? It will come and go, and then we will prep and prepare for Christmas. And New Year's. And then New Year's. Just be cognizant of your diabetes or whatever illness you may have. Do not deny it. I mean, plan for it. You know, like when I go home, I ask, sometimes I have to go to the store and buy my little things that I need, but I know what I have to do to stay healthy. And and a lot of diabetics, it's just so much denial. It's so much, I'm not claiming it. I can have this. No, you can't. <laughs> I have a personal staff right now. I'll be going around slapping it. I'm like, keep all these diabetic popsicles and (laughs) things there. They still want to go to the. Well, it's, it's, yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, you know, I'll see one of my employees drinking a regular pop. I'm like, really? Or he'll bring in donuts. I'm like, really? (laughs) Or I see him eating something he should be eating. I'm just like, really? That's why you, that's why you were my patient. That's why you had the problems you have, because you are non-compliant. Well, you know it. My sugar low, what is it? What's your sugar? You ain't even checked it. <laughs> but see, for me being a diabetic, I, you know, you can't come at me like that, because I already know. You just, I'm sitting here, I'm looking at your table. You got a Coke and a bag of cookies. I already know your sugar high. Probably two, three hundred. Maybe higher than that. But, and I, and I always talk to him about, I'm like, you can, bring you're here every day we're here we're here more than we are at home you should bring in your stuff like i my refrigerator is stocked with my drinks i have my snacks i have we have freezer at the office we have a microwave we got an air fryer there's no excuse (laughs) so you don't have to go out to fast food restaurants to get lunch you can actually bring in your lunch and put it well or you can have it delivered Mm -hmm. You could have, I mean, I, I, I like a lot, I eat Indian a lot because I used to be a vegetarian and I still eat vegetarian cooking. So I eat a lot of Indian, I eat a lot of Thai food because I, I still like to eat vegetarian food. So, but I mean, but still, it's still a choice. 
you can choose that hamburger or you can choose something healthy. And even when people bring us lunch, they still don't eat healthy. <laughs> but it's still, it's, it's a choice. It's a conscious decision. So someone says, one of your uh, clients, Dr. Richard, I'm going to order you guys a pizza. What do you say? I mean, I may eat a pizza. Like, but, what do you say, vegetarian? Get me cheese pizza? Well, I, I eat meat again, so I'll have a pizza, but I won't eat a donut. I tell, they all know, because that upsets me so much when they bring a box of donuts. I'm like, what am I supposed to eat? I can't eat a donut. My sugar will go through the roof. Mm-hmm. I always ask for some fruit or fruit parfait or something like that. Bring me just some cut up fruit. But I do not, I'm not going to partake in a donut. Just the mixture of fruits. Strawberries, pineapples. Yeah, mm-hmm. things like that. I mean, because you're getting, you're getting the sugar, plus you're getting, you're getting the protein and the complex carb from eating the fruit, like apples. Like generally when I go to McDonald's, I like to buy my Fast coffee. Change, you I buy my apple slices. Mm-hmm. I get the apple slices for breakfast mm-hmm. because it's already cut up and you're getting sugar, but you're getting you're getting the protein from the apple, so it doesn't it it slows down the absorption. Your sugars don't rise as fast, mm-hmm. and you're satisfied. You had a little sweet, you got your little crunchiness, and you go on about your business. But I cannot eat two donuts for breakfast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I have no to. Ch- yeah, no, don't bring me candy, cookies, brownies. <laughs> it's too it's too much. But especially not a donut. I don't eat donuts. Well, we're going to take a short break, Dr. Richmond. We want to first, before we do that, we want you to share your hours this week. Once again, your location, your phone number, your website, and all of those great things. And then we'll take a short break and we'll come back and talk about more footsteps for life going into the holiday season. So you can give the office a call at 937-228-3668. You can go to the website. I think you can click the little Clara icon you can type in messages through that which will come to the staff where we can respond back to you through text and we no longer are doing the online scheduling we had a lot of issues with new patients scheduling themselves as follow-ups so but now you do need to call in at 937-228-3668 if no one is available to answer please leave a message because it's transcribed through our software and we'll get back with you and we are also doing diabetic shoes again as well. So if you did not get shoes in 2020 or you think it's time for your next pair of shoes, it's a good time to come in and get those taken care of for next year. All right. We hope you enjoyed today's show with Dr. Richmond, sponsored by the Richmond Foot and Ankle Clinic. The clinic is located at 1323 West 3rd Street in Dayton, Ohio, zip code 45402. To book an appointment, call 937-228-3668, or you can learn more at richfeet.org. 